I'm ready whenever you are. Tuesday night. It's weird to say that, but we did a turn up on a Tuesday because uh, we were watching college football, and that's that's how it was. That's how it is, and here we are on a Tuesday. I'm Chip. That's JD. What's going on, my friend? Infamously known as Drip, so I'm the Drip of the Chip. So, like, never mind. You guys don't get it. No, they know. They know. They, they better know at this point. And that is Little Chip behind him. Come on, Little Chip. <laughs> now that's gonna be a different show. <laughs> Maddie chiming in. What's up, Maddie? Saying hey to you too. Hey, what's going on? So real quick, let me knock the sponsors out the way so we can jump into the goody goody goodies. Uh, Don't you? We got. I'm not gonna do it. Your balls. Well, thank you. We got statement games, fun free twist on fantasy sports, link in the bio. We got the AAT sportsnetwork.com slash shop. Lots of great designs. I know that on the D Drippy Network, there's about to be another great design. Shh, I'll tell you about it when you're older. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Symbol, the stock market for sports, symbol.com. Use the promo code AAT sports when you sign up. Lots of luxury watches. Uh, 10% off AAT birds. Funk brewing. We got comments on Twitter not working, so I will be posting the YouTube link all over the place because please make sure you are subscribing on YouTube and everywhere uh, so we can actually continue to do big things. And, of course, your balls will thank you. From Manscaped.com, AAT Birds. Use the code AAT Birds for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. All right. I have never been so exhausted from watching college football as I have been from the last two nights. Not college football. Football. Football in general. Oh, yeah. Because but that's good. Though, that means you stayed up. Of, co- I, of course I stayed up. I love football. But my God, those two games where I personally had nothing on the line. Stressful. Oh, my God. So the two games we're talking about, obviously... <laughs> Was the uh, the Chargers Raiders game? Yes. Um, which I will let you talk about a little bit because I'm yeah. sure you have some thoughts because we were texting, so I know you have some thoughts. Yeah, 
it was weird because I until you text me, I was actually about to crawl in the bed. Sarah was laying there, <laughs> she you know, she took in her ambient or whatever she takes to go to sleep. And we had turned the TV off in the room, everything had good. And then I get a text from you like, What's going on? I was like, What do you mean what's going on? Like this game's over. Like, what do you mean? Like, we're going to the playoffs. And then next thing I know, bro, no lie. I walk it's a tie game. I'm like, what is happening? I was like, they're gonna tie and screw the Steelers over. I was like, they're gonna do it. I think they're going. I was like, what are the odds that the Steelers tie every year and then they'll stop them from getting in the playoffs? It's gonna be every year. Dude, I don't know how we keep tying there. First of all, that's another show and another problem. But that's a whole nother show. Should there be ties in professional football? It shouldn't be, but at the same time, the fact that this almost happened and they were going to tie the game, but the Chargers did the asinine thing and called a timeout. They're trying to tell you without telling you, we're trying to let you guys tie. And this dude, well, now, so I'm gonna ask you about that. Do you do you actually believe that? Yes, I believe he was trying you to actually tie. Actually, believe that they were trying to tie. They kept running the ball. Yeah, if you're trying to score, you score. It was, a, but it was the difference between a 41 yard kick and a 51 yard kick. Like that's there. That that's nothing. That's nothing for Carlson. You still call the timeout, so that makes that ultimately leads me. It's like it's like that game that they play with the gun and and saw, and he gives both sides the the button to decide who gets blown up, <laughs> and each side has to decide who's going to push the button, and as it gets closer to the time, they have to decide if do we blow them up or they blow us up. So like five, four, three, two, one comes around, somebody either pushes the button or they both decide to both die. So right. So what do you do? What do you do? And that match coming here is kind of my thing, right? The Raiders had nothing to lose. They were going regardless, which we know that. But I re- right. I don't know. Look, I, I think that uh, it's it's tough. And Maddie's saying, yeah, well, someone dies in, in Saul. So have you seen Saul? Have you seen Saul? Yeah, I've seen Saul. But, I mean, I'm saying, like, you, you see I, Saul? I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's from another movie. What's some, I'm trying to think of the movie. They they basically it might be the Joker. They, the Joker. It's one of the Batman movies where they basically have the two ships, in, like either China and the U.S. That was it. That was it. Yep. Okay, and they both had the and if they don't, if they push the button, the other one gets nuked or something. Right. So look, I'm watching this game, and first off, Justin Herbert is going to be something special in this league. Like, it's debatable. He's done it for two straight years now. This season was definitely a drop off. This season was a drop off. You're saying it's debatable, is it? Because you're an AFC guy, so you're you're still gonna just live no, for Big Ben? No, 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 Lord. I think it, it's for me. It's about. I just think that it it will eventually wear off, and they don't have enough talent around him where it's gonna be. No, they something do not. And that was evident. Yeah, so that, it won't. He won't be able to sustain this. He'll be hurt. Again, like, because he'll have to do too much. Claypool was posting playoff bound video after their game. Glad there was no tie. So Matt was excited that there was no tie. Now, I have seen meme after meme after meme um, about this Uh because Staley made just a terrible, terrible choice. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna take a couple seconds. Um, You're gonna find the video. Or the post. I want to find this one meme 
Well, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more because I feel like why you find that. So, number one, people need to understand that as a Steelers fan, I've had a lot of heartache, all right? I have six rings, but a lot of heartache because in in that time these six rings happened, I wasn't alive for most of them. So, I'm probably, I'm really like two rings in, basically. But in that two ring time, a lot of things happened. Tom Brady beat us a lot. So I still got PTSD from Tom Brady in the in the, in the New England Patriots. So I'm never really that comfortable with whatever position that we're in. I'm happy yeah, that we made sure. the playoffs. It's another non-losing season for uh, Mike Tomlin. I think he's probably one of the best coaches in the league. And now after all this AD BS that everybody's, I mean, AB BS that we've been saying, like that dude should get coach of the, the, the decade because of having well, to deal with it. coach of the year this year. I'll tell you that much. No, Sirianni should get coach of the year this year. Who should be? He should coach of the year should be Nick Sirianni. It's without I question. I agree. He's not without in a question. lot of conversations. A lot of conversations are not being had about it, but I agree. Nick Sirianni should be coach of the year. Um, in an effort to get canceled, though, or our weekly effort to get canceled, this is my favorite meme of all time. Oh God! I'll let you read it. For those of you listening to the audio, it's a picture of Ben Roethlisberger looking very Roethlisbergery, and it says it's a shame the Raiders and Chargers didn't just agree to end with a tie. Then Ben Roethlisberger's career would have ended because of mutual consent. Fortunately for him, the Chargers were dropped. <laughs> that's right, the Chargers were dropped instead of the Charges. Um, so anyway, that's I just wanted to share that in an effort to get canceled. It's been a great, it's been a great final episode. Um, <laughs> can you throw Maddie's comment up? No, the one before that with the. Uh... Oh, sorry. <laughs> And I agree with Maddie's comment. Maddie says her she's going to be he does get talent. That's it. That's exactly it. She's spot on. Like, with that I question. like Austin Eckler, and he's a stud, but he's getting right. up there in age. They're going to drop Mike Williams. Hopefully, they some point. Keep him right up. Or the Steelers. But we don't pay for we don't pay for people. Well, so well, the problem is that the Steelers are going to have nobody to throw the ball next year. We will. We and will draft someone. They're going to draft some. Who in this draft class is going to be good enough? Well, he's going to drop far because he just got hurt. But Matt Corral is going to drop very, very deep, and we will get him. Yeah. Because after this AC, that'd be an interesting take. Yeah, he's going to drop um, Kenny Pickett. I'm not a big fan of Kenny Pickett, but he's got some stones. He's a bigger dude. That's what Pittsburgh likes, bigger guys. That's why they went out and got Haskins. Uh, and now Haskins doesn't even travel with the team, so I'm not really sure what was the point of getting him. He should have got like a 10 day contract. We could have seen what we need to see for him in 10 days. He should have got a but, um, deal. <laughs> yeah, he could have got a um, he could have got an Isaiah Thomas deal. Just keep getting 10 day contracts. <laughs> um, listen, I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. Listen, I would love Herbert to be who people think he is, but I watched yeah. him a lot in college, and I just know he's he's susceptible to the bust at any moment. It's just he just doesn't. I mean, it's not that he doesn't have the talent around him, but he just does. Sometimes he tries to do too much. Like he's not a Jalen Hurts. He's just gonna play the game, let the game come to him. He's gonna try to make something happen, and that's and that's a gunslinger. And you see what happened with Baker Mayfield. He's also a gunslinger. Yeah, but there's there's Cleveland doubling down, saying, "Hey, that's our guy. That's our guy." But anyway, <laughs> so we were talking at the beginning of this about the exhaustion of the last two nights of football. So that game was yes. incredible, and I'm up there. So, again, Justin Herbert brings this team back in fourth and whatever situations multiple times, has no business doing it, and they were all, like, great throws. It was a legitimately 
great drive. Um, yes. There was, there was nothing, like, funny about it. There was no fun, funny business. I know as a Steelers fan, you were saying collusion, collusion. I'm like, no, you are not watching this game. Like, this is legit. I, when you said when I said collusion and you said it was a good game, I didn't yeah. turn to the game and began watching, and I still believe there was collusion. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Listen, I'm, maybe, I'm look, a, maybe you're right. You act like I mean the thing they couldn't just run over to the side. Like tell one of his players, "Hey, dude, we're going to tie." Have his player run over to the sideline as the corner on that side by the other bench and say, "Hey, we're going to tie this game." I was waiting for a shot. Of either the Chargers coach or the Raiders coach, like like look trying to get attention, being like this. Listen, if they would have, what could they have done? It's collusion no, isn't a crime in fail. No, it's not. Point shaving isn't either. Apparently, I mean, except for like Pete Rose. I mean, that's a clear thing, but that's really messed up that well, they, they kept them out of baseball. Thing. Come on, that's the purity of baseball. Um, Except you can bet on games now. That's weird. Right. But that's purity of baseball. But so I'm watching this game and then overtime hits. And at this point, like Teal and I, we were watching the game on the couch and like she had fallen asleep because, you know, it was past 930. And then <clears throat> I'm like, all right, we're going to go upstairs. We're going to watch the rest of this game. It was like halfway through the fourth quarter. I'm like, it, it looks like it looks like oh, it's going to be. So I'm sitting on the edge of bed. I'm like, I can't lay down because I'll fall asleep. She sacks right back out. And I'm over there. I'm like sitting on the edge of the, my bed. Talking to the television. I'm like, oh my God, they just, oh my God, they did, oh my, like, I'm like talking to the TV and she's like, would you shut up? So at that point, remember, I'm, I text you, I'm like, yo, you got to turn on this game. Like, I need to talk to somebody. I'm still like, like lunging forward. Charged up, yeah. But I get to a point where I, because I have Hulu and I have, I, I stream everything, I'm a little bit delayed. So I took my phone and I turned it upside down. I'm so like, you can see it. Twitter updates. I don't want any text. I'm like, I gotta watch this game. I gotta see this play out. It was incredible. It was such a great game. It was nerve wracking. You just just be glad you didn't have a horse in the fight. Like I was just yeah. waiting on them to tie it. I was waiting on them to tie it, dude. I was. I said I called like my dad. My dad's a diehard Steelers fan. I called him. I said, Dad, if they tie, then the football gods hate us. Like we just this is not our year. And. They didn't, so I think I'm still on good. I'm still good. But it was that close. So then, yeah. Did you see the? Well, of course. Oh, yes, they're coming. You know that there was a cameraman. There was like a cameraman convention. Like, listen, if this thing is going to be close, I need you to scour for the two Steelers fans in existence in Las Vegas, and you get a camera on them. Like they had, they had like you know the top camera, like the the blimp view. They had the sideline right. camera, they had pylon camera, and then they had Steeler camera. So they had right. all the angles covered. They would not stop showing these two guys. The one guy's like, just do something. Like, I don't want to I mean, at the end of the way. day, I mean, why not? We keep tying everybody every year. This is what's going to keep to you to happen. The Steelers have tied for the last three years. They've had a tie on their record. So this is going to happen, guys. Don't yeah. We've gotten in the playoffs because of a tie twice, I think. <laughs> you have a tie instead of a loss. So that's Sunday night. <laughs> Last night is the college football national championship, which again, we did a whole episode last week about how it should be the two best teams. And I will give you that, that it was the two best teams last night. 
But the first half is rolled Matt, through. Is Matt a Steelers fan? Matt, are you a Steelers fan? No, Matt is an Eagles fan. He's saying we got in once because of a tie. Oh, okay. Bad. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. Matt's saying you could have turned it on, taken a nap and turned it on in the fourth quarter. And he's right because the first half, <clears throat> the score is 69. 6-2-9. Excuse me. 6-2-9. Nasty. Um, nasty. You nasty. You nasty. Um, but you're watching this game and it's got ebbs and it's got flows and you've got attempted trick plays and you've got guys just punching each other. In the, like it was a slobber knocker as Jim Ross used to call it. Yeah. And, and it was the two best teams in football. So a story broke. Even yesterday. though you and kept saying, even though you kept saying you want more teams in and no team from the same conference should be in. I, I no, do. you don't. No, I still do. No, because the Super Bowl because you know what the Super Bowl is not always the two best teams in football. It doesn't matter. It's not the Super Bowl. These are not professional athletes that you pay millions of dollars to, and there's and millions that, of dollars on the line. That's going to be one of my things because look, you're looking at two games now where players are getting severely hurt. Jay Will blew his ace. I watched that video and I watched him plant his knee, and you literally see it go. That's the turf. Right in the turf. And that's what, like, there is, one thing that baseball does, right, is they focus on the, quote, the purity of the game. Right? They focus on the purity of the game with the gambling and the steroids and the, you know, all their shenanigans. But in reality, baseball is baseball is baseball. Yes. Turf matters. You turf stinks. I've hated it turf. Me blew out the side. I went, that's an ACL. There was no question in my yep. mind it was an ACL. He might have torn both. Because when I tore my ACL, I saw – can you put up Matt's comment at the bottom? Yeah. Not a Steelers fan, but I love your Here We Go Again song. You know it, bro. You know I'm coming with it. I, Dude, I, oh, my God, I hate it. But in this case with the Jay yeah. Williams situation, you took a guy that's a top 10 guy in a world where we're trying to tell players not to opt out. We're trying yeah. to tell players not to opt out, and this is what's happening. Now his livelihood, he can drop from being a, a easily a top 10 pick to now being pushed. We might end up getting him. The Eagles may end up getting him somehow. I mean, I'm fine with that. I know I'm just saying, but like he's he shouldn't be available. But when these players right, get he injured. Should, he and they, should not be available, right. He shouldn't be available, but now because of everything, Michi, now also another torn ACL. He's now going to be available probably in the late rounds. You see what happened to Jalen Waddle? Jalen Waddle came back by the end of the season, and he was still taking later than he was supposed to. Right. He's the second best receiver, rookie receiver that there was this year outside of Jamar Chase. Right. Oh, Jamar Chase was absurd, but yeah, Waddle was great. You know, Devontae Smith, we want him to be good, but he he's in an offense that doesn't prioritize the passing game. So we don't know what Devontae Smith can be yet. Um, yeah, Reggie Bush he's had a be great. Twitter rant about turf. Yeah, he's going to be fine. But he's just not going to be great yet. But again, you look at this turf. You look at the idea of opting out. You look at the idea of extending the playoffs. And everything that happened last night made a case to keep it at four. Every yep. single thing that happened last night, between it being the two best teams, between it being yep. the turf and guys blowing their knees out and getting injured, between it yep. being a great football game, it made every bit of a case to say, you know what? Say the SEC has the four best teams. The SEC gets in four different ways. You know, they made every single possible case against expanding the playoffs. And if you listen to what the college football um, committee, 
voted on yesterday. They voted on keeping it four until at least 2025. Yes, why not? Because, okay, well, this is what we've done. This is what, what happened. From the college guy, you know I love college football. Like, I live for college football. And that's what I kept saying at the beginning. You cannot extend the playoffs until teams have more parity in the top four. Because right now, the top four isn't really even close. It's almost BCS-type stuff, really. In exactly. Expanding <laughs> the games and exp- making them more games. And now what you can do, if you're going to make them more teams in the playoffs, you have to shorten the regular season, take away conference championship games, and then you take away that bye week. And then you can t- also take away, you just go right into your conference play. You don't get a warm-up game, no more of this crap. You go right to your conference play, and when That's you ever get the winners, whoever are the top two teams at the conference, they go into the playoff. Notre Dame, you're screwed because you refuse to get into a conference. And on top okay. of all that stuff, what's up, Chris? And on top of all this stuff, once you do that, you now make it interesting. Now the guys who don't want to play the extra games, they could sit out, and they won't have to be a part of Bowl Mania. But the ones that do want to be a part of Bowl Mania because then it opens it up to more teams. But then you really still don't have any parity because let's just say your schedule was weak in your conference. Like Clemson is always going to have a weak schedule because the ACC is not good like it used to be. Like if Florida State and Miami were good, we wouldn't be having that conversation because then you would have parity. But in ACC, we would always have weaker teams coming to ACC. Pac-12. Um, Rotide was supposed to lose. That's what they get. I mean, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but the parity in it. Big 12 refuses to play defense. The Big 10 beat each other up all year. So you just got all these different things that happen, and then you got the SEC down here. And now they got even more better teams with the, with the adding of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and did they get Texas too? Super conferences. And that's cool. And, and my thing is that's fine in Danny Chip, and I understand what you're saying. But until we get parity in both sets of uh, playoff games, like they're both snobber knockers. For the last seven years, we've had Alabama either get steamrolled or get or get or beat the hell out of people. Until this I year, think, I think we talked about it where it was out of the last, out of all sixteen games of you know the semifinals, uh, three of them have been closer than ten points. And that's terrible. That's do, terrible. They do, what a fan like, they do what a fan like me wants, and they put in a Cincinnati who's undefeated. And they get their asses kicked. Michigan, which was a good football team, got their ass got their kicked. Ass kicked. You, just, you just can't compare to what the SEC has. So now let me ask you this. Let me throw in this little crinkle. Here we go. We're talking about players opting out. Right? We're talking about players opting out, which after everything that's happened last night, you can't argue with. Okay. Because these guys are not getting paid. If you well, they are. Now they are a little bit. Now you can get like sponsorship deals. You can get the, I, I, I understand that there's things now. If you start to include like legitimate pay for play, like contracts, does that clean up the transfer portal? Does that make it worse? Nope. Does that make more of like a minor league versus a major league school and program? Does that give teams like Alabama and LSU and everybody in the SEC an advantage? What does oh, I, yeah. the idea of paying these players due to the landscape of college football and actually getting players to play so that they're meaningful bowl games. So the cool thing about this is 
when you start throwing in money, people can't be bought. I mean, they've been, I mean, you can be bought. When I play at Clemson, like you can get money in your hand. Like it's not a, it's, it just happens. Like you can after a game, you can somebody could give your handshake and you can have a couple hundred dollars in your hands. We all know that that happens. We've all seen the movie Blue Chips. That's basically all that happens in real life is that you go to the highest bidder. Like the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States, the Georgias. That's why they're always top ranking recruiting. You know you're getting yeah. the best facilities. You know you're getting the best coaches. You know you're getting the biggest opportunity to play on primetime. Last year, Clemson absolutely stunk. And we I had I was able to see every game on TV. So think about that when you go sit in somebody's living room. Dabo sits in your living room and says, Hey, little Jay, little drip is good. He's ready to play in our league. You will be even if you can't come to the game, you'll get to see him on TV. That makes a difference from underprivileged kids who who parents can't afford to come to games. Difference. Now you say, okay, well, we can also offer him an NIL deal with Doritos. And now mom and dad, who never been able to travel and haven't been able to keep a head under their a, a roof over their head and been in Section A housing, they can now afford to not only pay for their rent up for the year, but they can legit go to these games because their their son is making NIL money to buy plane tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it changes I mean, the ball game completely. I mean, I just – I want to make sure that there is a legitimate chance for guys to, to to do their best, to make these teams the best, to make sure that these guys are getting the best opportunity possible. And I think that you have to talk about the idea of pay for play simply because it's there. You know, simply because So you think they should get like a game check? So you think they should get like a game check at the end of a bowl game, basically? Because I like that idea. The, the bowl is making X amount of money. Yeah, I think the idea of incentive based because it gives you, look, we know that there are certain games that you get up for more. There's certain games that, like Michigan versus Ohio State, you know you're getting up for that game. Penn right. State There's no incentive needed. Penn State versus Ohio State, you know you're getting up for that game. And I'm staying in the Big Ten. But Penn State versus Illinois? Yeah. You don't have a lot of incentive to get up for that game. Now you do now because you just lost to them. Um, right. But you don't necessarily have a lot of incentive to get up for that game. If instead it's, hey, if you kick ass this entire season, you're going to get into a big four game. You're going to get into a college football semifinal game, and you can earn X amount of dollars just for getting into that game. Throw some of these comments up too. I get it. I get it. That's incentivized. But that's what pay for play is, Maddie. That's what that's all this is. Is me saying there's a dollar amount attached to the game that you're playing in, like the game check that a lot of NFL players give away. Deshaun, I mean, now that we know Deshaun Watson is maybe potentially a piece of shit, he was still giving his game checks away as a rookie. Like he was giving them away. I mean, it wasn't stopping him from going to massage parlors, but he was giving his game checks away. But you know, and you know, you have some guys that will do the right thing, and there'll be some companies who will do the right thing, some bowls that will do the right thing, and just do a blanket, a blanket incentive for everybody. Because you know, everybody at the bowl game, they get a swag bag. You know, they get like right. I remember one of my friends; he went to the uh, the Tostitos Bowl or the the uh, the, the Fiesta bowl. bowl, and he came back with like all like this gear and swag on top of what the schools get, no matter what. Like I remember being. I remember getting to school and they bring a Nike truck in, back the truck in, and tell us we can all get what we want. You know what I'm saying? 
So if you got a situation where everybody's blanketed, like, okay, everybody makes $10,000 for playing in this game, that that's going to be way more than what they make on the ticket sales. Because just for me to go to the AC Championship, it was almost $1,000 per right. ticket. And that's just one, right. And the thing for me, though, is that then you're going to start dealing with even more corruption in college football because, you know, Alabama rolls roll tides in 250 players deep. You know, maybe we're going to sit this one out because Cincinnati's only got 100 on their roster. Or so I think you, you do start to deal with the corruption factor then. Well, you're not going to see, but this is what happens with the soup. Then this is what I want people to understand about these super conferences. The super conferences evens the playing field because Pac-12 teams had a problem getting in before. And it's because of the strength of schedule. If you're only playing Pac-12 teams, you never get to show what you got because those teams suck. But then right. you get to, let's say now you get to play a Penn State in the middle of the season, or you get to play a Clemson, or you get to play, uh, hold on, I got a call coming in. So you have a, <laughs> you have like a whole other situation where you got players coming in and teams coming in they wouldn't normally play. So now regional players that you wouldn't get to see, let's say you only watch Pac-12 games, but you're never getting to see a Clemson play because they play at 6 a.m. at your and when you're home. Because they got a 12 o'clock game. Now you get to see Thibodeau play because he plays in Oregon because he's playing against Clemson in, in a normal time for Eastern Conference or the Eastern Coast. And that's the difference. Like, I used to remember staying up to watch Reggie Bush because the games were at 10 o'clock, yeah. my time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, the, it's like the Eastern Conference, Western Conference thing in basketball. I never watched the damn Phoenix Suns play or anything like that because it's, it's too late. But yeah, if you make the games. But if you make those games against Eastern Conference people or people on the East Coast, like Ohio State, going to play USC on a Saturday as a primetime game. Wouldn't you be then dealing with more NFL-ready players? Yes and no, because the regionally, all the players come from the South. We just had a show about that. Like 90% of, with the, with the exception of Mika Parsons, the entire new school is from the South. It's just they. It's uh, it's like a religion down there where I'm from. Like, I'm from a small town where the whole city shuts down. Right, but I'm saying even the idea of going like a West Coast East Coast trip, and then having to go back for the next week, like getting the idea of that scheduling done. You know, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with college football, you know, you don't want the priority to be making sure they're NFL ready. You want to make sure that if they're not going to the NFL, then they're getting their education. They're doing. In reality, figure that football out. is a multi-billion dollar industry. And they don't have to pay their employees. <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> now, with their employees, I just, I'm just i going to show this clip because this came out. This was from last night. Um, I will go on record. I do not like Nick Saban. I love Nick Saban. I don't know why I don't like him. It's he's smug. He but he's smug and he wins he's smug. too much. And he failed in the NFL, but he's been successful at every single college he's been to because he is the greatest college football coach of all time. Yes. And then I saw this clip. This was after his team had just had a heartbreaking loss. Listen to the way that he talks. Bryce and Will, thanks for your time. We'll let you head back to your locker room. I'd like to say something. Can I say something? Absolutely. You know, these two guys that are sitting up here, they're not defined by one game. These guys. Oh, man, I'm not watching this. Years. They're great competitors. They were great leaders on this team. Uh, and they, they contributed tremendously to the success of this team. 
and we would not be here without them. All right, and both of them take responsibility for the loss, um, but both of them contributed in a lot of ways in a positive way to giving us a chance to win and a chance to be here to have an opportunity. I can't do this, Chip. I got to abort. Thank abort mission. And let abort mission. How proud I am of abort no. mission. No, because watching that, abort both the players are like, this was hard to sell, but then watch. Thank you very Coach, much. thank you, thank you. We're going to roll out. Come on now. When does that happen? When does that happen in sports? You Okay, so this is what people don't see about Nick Saban. And this is why I'm, I think I'm going to change your mind about Nick Saban. I love Did him, you man. know I'm that? A huge Nick Saban fan. Do you know that Nick Saban... <laughs> Come on, Maddie. Do you know that every time Nick, Nick Saban and the, the Crimson Tide win a national championship, they build two Habitat for Humanity houses? In no. Tuscaloosa, not in another, not in the big time Alabama. They don't go to Georgia. They don't. They do it in the city that the the people really love. That's surrounded by the university. They build a have. They give a new family a chance to have a new home. To me personally, I don't give a shit if Nick Saban wins another championship in his life, and I love Dabo Sweeney, but he will never be Nick Saban. Neither yeah. will Kirby Smart. Neither will neither will Ryan Day. There will never be another Nick Saban. Because in the event that in the event that something happens, he's a human first. <laughs> and, and and I get I know everybody's like, yo, the Nick Saban is something about him, but I just think that he just doesn't give he just doesn't give people the 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 the, the like the media. He's he's nasty to the media, but the media is also very nasty to him. Like if I'm a and coach, no, I'm not talking to the media. From, and we're Philly, so we know what the media looks like sometimes. Yeah, and it's not it's they don't report on things that really happen most of the time. They're speculating. So Nick Saban's always saying stuff about rat poison because he doesn't want the teams. Like Nick Matt, I am with you. Nick say I am a Clemson fan to my got, core. He knows he's got the top players. He knows what they're where they're going to be going. He's got to teach them how to be dealing with the negativity that is going yep. to be coming their way. Because we just said college football is more, more than just about being on the field and turning these guys yep. into professional football players. The part about being a professional football player is knowing who's in it for your best interest and who is not. Right. I think Nick Saban have to be if, that, if that's how he deals with his players, then Nick Saban is a dude that I would want to put my children around. And that on a football field. And that is the ultimate compliment a father can give. What about look at look at his look at the plays he's produced. Ryan Clark. Swagoo. Yeah. Like these are guys that are on TV right now, and they will tell you to their core. They don't get upset that he won't speak to them. He's not giving you bulletin board material. For your team to go out and try to take it personal on his team. His team has enough. He's nope. not the centerpiece. He can be the greatest coach in college football history, and he is. But it's not It's not Nick Saban and the University of Alabama Nets. Or Alabama Ets. I don't know how it would work there. I'm trying to make it work with it phonetically. The Row Tots. Right. Instead, it's the University of Alabama. Or it was LSU when he was at LSU. Right. And Unprecedented I mean, success because it's a focus on the young man, the young individual. He's the goat. 
He's the GOAT, man. I mean, look at the teams he's had. I mean, he's had a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. He's had a lot of talent. But in order to get that talent, you have to go into people's living rooms. And you have to compel their parents to trust you. Chip, can you imagine? We have young boys. Could you imagine a coach coming into your house, sitting at your sitting at your living room table and saying, I wanna I want your child to come play for me for four years? In in that time frame, your kid can be benched, he can be sat, he can be suspended for things. Because Nick Saban has suspended a bunch of players before for doing stuff unbecoming of Alabama or wherever he's at. Because winning isn't the key thing. He loves to win. And with when honestly, with the exception of Henry Ruggs. He hasn't had a whole lot of players that cause himself a lot of, you know, he hasn't, you know, had a players that cause a lot of problems. Um, I mean, Ruben Foster was a problem when he got in the NFL, and so was Henry Ruggs, but outside of them, nobody else. Ruggs, Ruggs is a very unfortunate story um, because it's the idea of the, 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 the fame and publicity getting to you too soon. It's actually one of the reasons why I was very – concerned about there being a professional football franchise in Vegas. Um, Cause that city is dangerous enough as it is, you know, it's, it's yeah. bachelor party central. You put an NFL franchise there and a bunch of million dollar kids with their million dollar toys. I mean, it was inevitable. It was absolutely inevitable. And it's heartbreaking because Henry Ruggs is the guy that I actually wanted on the Eagles back during the draft. I thought he had the potential to be the best wide receiver coming out of that draft. He could have, and a lot of those guys, and look at the talent that he had. Now, and that's another, bring me to another point. Nick Saban, right now in the NFL, you can line up the best guys, and there's going to be guys from Alabama all up and through that list. From the top to the bottom, there's fell talent on every one of his teams. Right, it's the same way that, you know, Florida was for a while. It's the same way that Georgia was for a while, LSU was for a while. But looking at these guys... There, there's, you know, again, memes going around. People like, hey, we'd love to see a 30 for 30 on that uh, on that 07 Florida team. Why? Because you got murderers, Jesus lovers, and rapists. I don't need it's to see weird. any 30 for 30 on these Nick Saban teams. No. I mean, you do. You, I, wanna, I think with the Nick Saban teams, not because there's just a straight drama, but because of the fact that I want to see how he's created this mode of operations for where you come in and there's no lip. You don't ever hear about his players going off the rails at a press conference or, you know, being killers or being like rapists or whatever. Like he's just either, he's a really good judge of character or while they're there, they get their ass whooped. So they just become like a robot. Like look at Tua, look at your, you guys are receiving a price, a a product of Alabama and Jalen hurts. The dude's like a damn machine. Like he's like a machine. Oh. I don't know. Some news broke about Tua today that said him and the GM are the reason why Brian Flores is no longer the coach of Miami because Tua and Brian Flores got into big old cussing matches during practices. Well, I mean. So let's ta- see who the next now, coach of the Miami Dolphins is. Well, we get, or they get rid of Tua. They won't. <laughs> or they and they can't because a lot of money's tied into Tua. If they get rid of Tua, they have to they have to tear the yeah, whole they, thing up. And clearly, they just chose Tua over Brian Flores. So Tua's there for at least the next three to four years. Okay. So I got a question for you. So do you think that there's any rumors to the fact that Brian Flores is going to get a job and whoever that job goes to, I mean, whoever that team is, is going to end up with Deshaun Watson? Because that's who he wanted. 
Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Brian Flores is absolutely about to get another coaching job. I think it was yeah. a travesty that he was fired to begin with. Because the way that he got that team to play, especially the defense and what that defense has to run through in the AFC East. Yeah, like Javier is saying, Miami is stupid for picking Tua over Flores, if that's the case. And from what I'm hearing, that is indeed the case. And Tua is not that good of a quarterback. He never was that good of a quarterback. He had absolute monsters in the receiving core. He had an insane run game, and he had Nick Saban coaching him. Everything about what Tua has done in the NFL has shown, hey, this guy's not that great. Matt saying that he here is Flores wasn't happy. Miami was pursuing Watson, so maybe Flores doesn't want Watson. But that doesn't make sense for two of them. I mean, no matter what happens with Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is going to play football next year. As long as he fixes his whatever happens, and he decides to either pay or go to court, whatever happens, as long as it's cleared up by next season, he Deshaun Watson will be a Pro Bowler again. It's just the nature of the beast. I would hate for it to be because if all the stuff is true about him. It's just the nature of the beast. We watch Tyree Kill get into like the damn All Star conversation every year, so a Pro Bowl conversation every year. It's just his talent is over his who he is as a person. I'm not saying he did it, but if he did do it, he should fly for it. And when it comes to when it comes to Tua, Tua had broke his hip as a 20 year old. Right. That doesn't happen. Like it's a freak accident. And you know, at the end of the day, like that's just what we have to deal with. Like Tua was damaged goods when he came there. Tua also has his college uh, receiver as well in Jalen Waddle, which is the same situation that Jalen Hurts has and Jalen Hurts and now Dante Smith. So there's a connection there. So I think at the end of the day, Miami maybe didn't do the worst thing. I mean, Flores was already on the hot seat before the Tua situation, I'm assuming, because that was before the season. He had lost all those games, so I understand at that point if you want to make a midseason switch. But then he turns it around, makes them a playoff contender up until the very last week of the season. I, I, I do not think that they made the right decision. And if it's because they wanted to keep Tua over Brian Flores, it definitely wasn't the right decision. Maddie's saying that Tua had people around him made him look better than he was, and that's exactly it. Maddie, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You're speaking truth. You oh man, Jay Joe, I love this guy. Man, Jay Joe sets all the trends, dude. Straight up, he does set all the trends. Now you were at this game. Yes, trash can juice. You seen <laughs> you seen this play. Trash can juice. Um, could you have caught it? Man, I could have caught that thing with both my eyes closed. Hands could have been out with no gloves on. I could have caught that ball with my feet. But the best part is, the very best part is, either on is that this play or another play, either this play or some other play, he injured his thumb so badly that he is now on injured reserve. Our wide, our leading wide blocking wide receiver, is on injured reserve for the playoffs because he has a this on his highlight Was, reel. Wasn't he a first round draft pick? Second. <laughs> he was picked in the same draft as DK Metcalf. Damn, that boy better than DK Metcalf. Yep. That boy, that boy's better than DK Metcalf. If he is on the Philadelphia Eagles next season, he better have put on twenty to thirty-five pounds to become a right or left guard. 
Oh, man, I got a question for me. So, what people don't really understand about me is I'm a very complex human being. All right? Let's, let's throw that out there. I don't hate the Eagles. I don't have any hate for the Eagles whatsoever. Like, I actually like the Eagles. Like, people don't know that. But I'm already a Sixers fan. I was grew up as a Sixers fan. And I don't hate the Eagles. I have no reason to hate them. We don't play them but once every three years. And the game normally means nothing. They're in the same state. I don't even know why there's hate between Steelers fans and Eagles fans to begin with. You don't play each other enough. Your your existence means nothing to the other team unless you guys both make it to the damn championship. Like just like it was the perfect setup to keep the drama down in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and at one point they were the same team for like one season. The Steagles existed. So why is they it did. so like why are people so much in arms that Steelers fans and Eagles fans like each other? Like we hang out. Like we do shit together. We do shows together. <laughs> hey, we hang out, and I like. And at no point in my ever when I've ever been watching football have I ever said I hate the Eagles. Like I don't hate the Eagles. Like I, there's no reason for me to hate them. That their existence means nothing to my team ever being good or bad. Like my team needs no help being good, and we need no help being bad. When we're bad, we're damn bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My wife is an Eagles fan too, so she bought me the hat and she got me the ticket. So that was also a part of it. So, all right, I, and we're going to be talking about this a little bit, but they decide to play the backups the entire way. Was it the right call? Yes. I agree. I agree. Now, I am absolutely 100%. irate. I'm absolutely irate that they allowed Dallas to put a 50 spot on. And I went through, you know, people always talk about their Twitter mentions and their Twitter comments. I went through it with some people because. They're like, it was embarrassing. It was a failure of a franchise. Never in my life would, you know, pride and this. Pride. I'm like, but we're in the playoffs. Like, that game would have done nothing for us any which way. We were always going to be the six or seven. We were always going to have a road game. And it doesn't matter which way we're going. So, yes, we're dealing with the number two seeded Bucks. That's an ideal matchup. I'm not going to lie. And then, you know, we got to go to Green Bay. This season, we're playing with house money. Now, you do that in a season where you're fighting for the one seed or you're fighting for the division, that's a different story. But nothing could come out of it. I was fine with it. They let Jason Kelsey get his record. They let Devontae Smith get his record. They did everything they could. They realized and shut the whole Gardner Minshew's the future conversation up real the F quick. And now we're ready for the playoffs and healthier than any other team in football. Are you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> you just mentioned J.J. broke his finger. Imagine if that's Devontae Smith. Imagine if that's, you know, Quez Watkins. Imagine if that's any Ray, of your... Jalen Rager out there the whole game. That shows you what they think of Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager will not be on the Philadelphia Eagles next season. Okay, he hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He can't be. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So before anybody jump off the Jalen Rager train, Jalen Rager needed the reps. And it wasn't the fact that he was getting thrown the ball by Minshew. He just needed the reps. He caught a lot of balls in that game. If anybody watched the game... He called. A, he ran a lot of great routes, and I don't know if it's just the last couple of weeks he's been working with somebody on his routes, but his route tree looked really crisp, even on the cold surface. It was brick outside. There was no need to be playing your players. It's more of an embarrassment to the Cowboys that the first half was damn near locked up. Like, I don't understand why people are upset about this when you're going – you're playing to win the playoffs. You're not playing to win the regular season. You're not going to improve that's, that's, your record. That's Javier's comment right, right here. It's funny the Cowboys feel like they had to put their starters throughout the whole game. The starters played up until the end of the third quarter against yeah. our backups. And it took up until the what end does of the it third matter? quarter to finally solidify everything. Why would it, why would it matter 
Why would it matter if they put a 50-piece on you or they one by one? A loss is a loss is a loss is a loss. So I, I agree with that. However, if it's any other team except for the Dallas Cowboys, a 50-spot, look, it is what it is. But you cannot what? allow the Dallas Cowboys to put a 50-spot on you. That's What's going to happen that, in a week? That's being an Eagles fan and having that pride. That that one I do agree with. But I then, get it. I get it. But that's where rational is shit. That would be like the Ravens hanging a 50-spot on you guys. It wouldn't even matter to me. You know what matters to me more? Then it's not the same. Then it's not the same. You know what matters to me more? And I th- and I need Eagles fans to hear me. It matters to me more if the Pittsburgh Steelers st- left out their players against, let's say, the old school New England Patriots, and they put a and they hung a hundred on us, and we turned around in the next couple weeks and we make a playoff run, and the in the New England Patriots are knocked out in the first round. That's the yeah. biggest revenge is that if the Cowboys do Cowboys shit and get knocked out of the damn playoffs in the first round, like that game will mean absolutely nothing that they put a fifty piece on you. Stop thinking the reason that the, the reason that the Cowboys played that game is because the Cowboys needed to beat up on somebody to feel better. And now they potentially lost two players from this game because Zeke, from what I saw, is banged up. Zeke He's not is Zeke. Zeke is He's washed anyways. That, that is who Zeke is. No, and then Micah Parsons didn't play. Parsons yep. didn't play. He was on the COVID list. They got him on his on his 90-day tip now. He's good. You know, uh, Maddie, why did Brady play four quarters? Because they were playing for playoff seeding. They were playing yep. so that they would get that number two seed. That did matter to them. You know, but yep. you look at even if they, like Green Bay, like Green Bay played their starters last week, even though they had the number one seed locked up. And they're like, why are they doing that? Because they're about to have a bye week. So you didn't want your starters to not play for two straight weeks, almost three. You saw how rusty the Eagles came out of their super bye week. You know, it makes yep. sense. But a lot of these teams, like, so here we go. Let's 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 throw this on up here, right? So a lot of these I love teams, that you have this writing. Come on now, son. Right? A lot I of these this. teams needed needed to do certain things. So looking at this, um we'll we'll start from the bottom of the ASC work our way through. So Raiders and Bengals, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking I, the I, Bengals I think, too. I think the Bengals are ready to go. Uh, Bills and Patriots, another AFC East matchup. I don't know who to take on that yet. I'm probably taking the Bills because they do have a young quarterback in Mac Jones. I'm taking the Pats because the Bills haven't done shit, but give us promises that they haven't. And you got to play against playoff Belichick. Playoff Belichick is different than regular Belichick. And he's pissed that he had to take a year off. And on top of it, nobody's talking like this. They're playing in the frozen tundra. They play in the frozen tundra too, so it's not going to matter. Yeah. Temperature is not going to be a problem. But the last game that they played in Brick, didn't the Patriots win that game? I think so. I think so. Mm. Mm. So we're only doing the AFC. We're only doing the, the wild card predictions right now. We're not going any further than that. We have other shows coming up. So then we get sure. to your game, the Chiefs and the Steelers. Is there a chance that your Steelers knock off the Chiefs? Well, as long as you got Mike Tomlin, you always got a chance. I mean, I've seen him do crazy shit. So, like. Um, uh-huh. um <laughs> if I was so right now on my network, I have a I have a bet with my one of my you know other co-hosts, Terrence. We have a bet that the Chiefs will lose to the Steelers and the Chiefs won't go to the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna stay with my same answer that the Steelers are gonna pull off a win in, in um in Arrowhead, and it's gonna kind of be like it, Ben Rossberg is gonna give it all he's got, and then they're gonna get rump wrangled. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I don't think that the Chiefs are the same Chiefs as previous years for sure. Um, and now, you know, you've got B enemy starting to get his his info, uh, his interviews again. So there's that distraction. I, I I think that the Chiefs get this one. I don't think they're getting to the Super Bowl, but we'll get that for a later show. Maddie's saying Big Red will defeat Big Ben. It's Look at Javier's thing. Javier's saying, just, come on. Come I don't on, know who Rip is. It's either Drip or Chip. It's both. It's going to be you. I didn't mean, I, come on, Drew. Why are you looking for something that's not there? Listen, I'm looking because listen, there's always storylines in football. We know that. Like the storylines are what make the games important to everybody. It's the storyline. The storyline is that the Chiefs are supposed to beat the hell out of us. Yeah, but uh-huh. <laughs> they may not. <laughs> they may not. I mean, TJ Watt is is a defensive player of the year. If he can put something agreed. together, well, agreed. He's got to be defensive player of the year because. Real quick on that. Micah Parsons, defensive rookie of the year, no question. And we said this before. If TJ Watt breaks the record, then Micah Parsons out. If he doesn't break the record, Parsons could hit. But you cannot give it to Diggs because Diggs allowed more receiving yards than interceptions. Like, like, like you, oh, my God. Yes, you got your 11 interceptions, and that's cool. But you allowed over 1,000 receiving yards. You're not the defensive player of the year. You're just lucky 50% of the time. Yes. Um, Steelers Turnpike Bowl was not. It was Chase Claypool is my favorite player too, but he does dumb shit. It's because he's young and he's hanging around Juju Smith Schuster. There you go. All right, and over the NFC, the, we're going from the bottom up. Rams card. Let's go. Oh boy, this is why how the mighty have fallen. Damn you. Um, I'm shit. I don't know how to pick this one yet, and I'm lucky I don't, that I don't do the other. I don't do the misses show until tomorrow. So I'm going to give you a little piece of advice on this one, Chip. Uh-huh. I would always go with the better defense than the better offense Who's because got, well, defense okay. travels. And traveling now with the team is J.J. Watt. J.J. Oh, that's Cardinals. But, I mean, he's not going to be that. You know what? J.J.'s washed. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams. The Rams are. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Rams are, the Rams are the team. I'm not, I'm not picking that one yet. I just do not know. Um, so you're not picking the Rams. I'm not picking either team yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna marinate on it tonight. I'm gonna be like a, a chicken in a bag. I'm gonna marinate. Rams. So then you got the Niners yeah, and think- the Cowboys. Ultimate 1990s matchup. I'm here for this. 49ers are it's not easy. gonna win this game. Are not gonna win this game. But I'm gonna be cheering for them real loud. No, 49ers are going to win. Debo Samuel is going to have the best game of his career, and the Cowboys will continue on with their choking in the first round. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I just – the 49ers, if they win a playoff game – right here's my big prediction. If the 49ers win a playoff game – They will win the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo gets signed to an extension for at least the next two years. And Trey Lance – Porn star Jimmy. I'm fine with it. He shouldn't – he shouldn't be there anyway. I'm already the quarterback of the team. I do not think Trey Lance is a good quarterback. Listen, can I can I make a hot take? Are you, can I please make a hot take? Please let me do it. Please. Do it. Hold on, I got you. Wait, I got you. We'll we'll do this because you you've earned it. Wait. Thanks God. Thank God. Shrink. Slide me over. The hot take of this show is that any quarterback coming from a Power Five school like a North Dakota State is not prepared. To play against NFL defenses in the first couple years. And if it does look like that, it is fool's gold. If you guys look back at Carson Wentz, 
He did the same exact thing. He did the he's the same exact thing. He had to play. He got in there. He did something for a little while, but just he's just has proven not to be enough. Trey Lance is a carbon copy of this guy. Like, do not be fooled by what you see from these guys. It's the same situation. They just paid a lot of money for a dude they could have gotten the sixth round for damn near nothing. Because look, Jalen Hurts. It was the draft hype that always comes with quarterbacks. Yep. Please remember, Daniel Jones was a first-round pick. Also, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky was a first-round pick. How'd that work out for you, Chicago? How'd that work out for you, Chicago? Leaving my boy Deshaun out there, huh? How'd that work out for you? Not great. Javier, we do mention it now because one of these teams is in the playoffs and one of them is not. Indeed, indeed. I love mentioning his name, and I will not only mention his name. everything we needed from Carson Wentz, and I don't want to hear anybody going, oh, well, they should have kept him over Jalen Hurts. No. (laughs) We're good on that. How well did that work out? Now he's just somebody that he used to know. (laughs) So if you're into faith, if you're a faith person, I'm a faith person. I have a lot of faith. (laughs) And um, this year, Carson Wentz was the highest paid player on the team. (laughs) <laughs> on the Philadelphia he, Eagles. On the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> and he did his job this year. And I want to put this out there just for, for everybody to understand something. You have gotten more from Carson Wilson this year than you got for him the six other years he played for you guys. He did not win a playoff game in six years. He didn't even participate in more than one quarter of a playoff his entire career. So why was he so great? Why is everybody stouting him to be the greatest thing since sliced bread? Dude is buns. That's a, that's that's the white question to ask. You know, that is the white question to ask. That's why. For those of you that missed the little sneaky sneak I did in there. What made him so good? 2017? Is that what people he, is that the argument? Flash of the greatest. He was he was a gamer. And then as they stopped giving him the tools that he needed to succeed, he showed what he was. Question. Do the Eagles have better tools now? Much better tool. Uh they've got Devontae Smith. Ricky. They've got a better running back in, in Miles Sanders, who if hurt. I mean, they need they need a better one. And they've got Hurt. an offensive line now that can protect him if they stay healthy. That's the other issue. Carson Wentz was running for his life and holding on to the ball at the same time. All right. Second of all, like this is the number one thing. That offensive line has been a revolving door all season because guys have gotten hurt. Statland, 15 players. Stout, they've had 15 different lineups. I know for a fact I looked it up. But Stotland is probably the best thing you guys got going. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, he's, he should be inducted in the Hall of Fame at the end of his career, whenever that is. Um, but with that being said, Jalen Hurts does the same amount, if not more, with less. Mm-hmm. And if he wins a playoff game, and I'm not, because you know, we're getting to the Bucks and the Eagles, when he wins his playoff game, not if, but when he wins his playoff game, when, when he wins on Sunday, I don't want to hear shit from anybody about, is he the guy? I'm done. I don't want to hear any more. I don't don't want to hear it. He led them to the playoffs. And the other alternative on the roster was Gardner Mitchell, who you saw him for what he was. You saw him for what he was, a career 
backup. So again, Jalen Hurts, in my mind, has bare minimum earned next year's starting role. There's nobody better in the draft. There's nobody better in free agency that realistically is going to come here with the other holes that you have on this team. So Jalen Hurts is the guy. Yes, he's got to improve. Yes, he's got to get better at throwing the ball. Yes, that he, I mean, he, there's a ton of things he's got to do. But as I've said before, I trust Jalen Hurts to do those things. I trust Jalen Hurts to put the work in, unlike Carson Wentz, who's like, hey, you need to do this. And he went, bye, Felicia, I'm out of here. And when Can given we- the opportunity... When to given the opportunity to put his team on his back and carry him in the playoffs, because Jonathan Taylor did not have a good game against Jacksonville, Carson Wentz choked in the biggest possible moments. That's what he's used to doing. I mean, that's why he had a problem with Nick Foles because beating in, he may not be crap during the regular season, but if you throw him in the playoffs and you make a plan for him, he's going to do it. He's got so much stones. Like Nick Foles has so much stones. Like I mean, I feel like everything down in that general nether region. Is like, and he loves the city, dude. Like, doesn't that make you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside? Yes. That the dude was okay with being the backup, even if you did. Y'all just wanted to get rid of him to satisfy the redhead thunder. Like, why? Why did it matter? It was no different than Tom Brady telling he wanted Garoppolo out of the room so he could do whatever. But that's the goat, <laughs> and this is a guy. This is the guy. If I'm if I'm Harry Roseman or whoever's in that room, I'm telling Wentz, win a playoff game before you start making demands, homeboy. How about that? You've done nothing to earn it. You've done nothing to earn it. All right. We don't have a lot of time left because we have a very okay. big lineup of shows even tonight. So okay, I do want to do one more thing. We're, we'll, we'll introduce it a little bit. We'll chuck it out there, and we'll probably spend more time as later shows come on. So right, there was a story that I – there was an article that I shared with you, Right. There was an article that I shared with you, and it was all about sportsmanship. It was all about <laughs> sportsmanship. Now, you have played sports at a very high level, so I figure you had a yes. very interesting take on it. But here is the story that I'm going to share with the fine people. So there was a girls' basketball coach from Sacred Heart Academy in Connecticut, I believe. Uh, yes. Connecticut, yeah. That suspended their coach because his team, or her team, I've missed that part, yeah, his team won by a score of 92 to 4. Yeah. Let me say the headline of this again. In Connecticut, Sacred Heart Academy girls basketball coach suspended because his team won 92 to 4. They were up 29 nothing at the end of the first quarter, 56 to nothing at halftime, 80 nothing at the end of the third quarter, and they suspended him for one game just to prove a point and shut people up. Your Thoughts on the sportsmanship of a 92 to 4 girls basketball high school victory? There's only so much you can do to stop somebody from scoring in basketball. As a basketball player, I've been on teams where we've I've beat teams 72 to 10 before, 72 to 9, or 85 to 3. I've been on teams that have done that before because I played on a team that had Steph Curry on it. So I've played on teams that we've beat people like that. And the only thing I can say for you is all you can do is change the players. Don't keep your starters in there. Play a zone defense. But you only get one. A lot of times you only get a one shot. So if you come down and miss that shot, we come down and we got the ball. We don't have to stop scoring. Like, if you give me a layup every play, I'm going to take the layup. Even if I start shooting shots and I start making them, I'm still going to rack up points fast enough. That's why I wanted the one sports that is played at a fast pace. Now, it's not on him to stop the game. It's actually on the referees to stop the game because there's no competitiveness left in that game. So just like in baseball, they just call it. 
Like, there needs to be something. I mean, that doesn't normally happen in high school basketball anymore or right. middle school basketball this, because at that this, point. This team was the third-ranked team in the state, and as you keep reading, they improved to 4-0 during the one-game suspension playing the third-ranked team in the state, or they defeating a, a 3-0 team. But their other games, they won 83-48 to and 80-37. to the team that they beat is 0-5. They lost to another Listen. school, 72-38. to So why is it that this guy gets punished for simply running his program and leading his team to excellence? A group, because of the, there should be yes. a mercy rule. And there is. They do a running clock after 30. We get that. So there was a Oh, they scored 95 points with a – hold on. What they played, they ran – they did a running clock, and they still scored 94 points? So in PIAA, because remember, the other one of the uh, many jobs I have is I'm a basketball announcer for Varsity Boys Basketball at Norristown. Right? There you go. Yep. Frank, Norristown. Right? Once you hit 30 points, it is a running clock in the second half. Right. The only thing that stops the clock is timeouts and foul shots. <laughs> so, okay. I have a hot take and I'm done. I promise. This is it. Cool. If – you are part of this new school era, and you have kids, and now you teach your kids that you should get a participation trophy. Oh those are these people. Those are these people who are complaining because my son or my daughter was embarrassed that they got beat 94 to 6. Well, guess what? They're sometimes in life, sometimes in life, you get steak. My dad used to tell me this all the time down south. It was sounding sort of like this. You know, Jamal, sometimes in life, you're going to get a steak. And sometimes in life, you're going to get shit. But either way, <laughs> you're going to have to eat it. So that's how it worked. I never grew up knowing that if my best effort wasn't good enough, I can complain about it. That just means I need to do more of a, have a better, a better effort. And I need to put in the work in the offseason. And you should have a, now when you play that team next year, they shouldn't even get close to scoring 40 points on you. Right. That should be the mindset. But instead, the coach of the other school, who has coached the team for 19 years, so let's have a conversation about maybe you've lost the idea of what basketball is like now, said that they fast-breaked the entire game and showed no mercy throughout. What would be the mercy that you show? So what? I'm just supposed you to have keep to play away defense. the entire second half? I'm supposed to play keep away the entire second half? You got to do better. If I'm getting a fast break, then you put somebody back there. <laughs> so I'm not getting a fast break. Yeah, Matt says sometimes in life you get fired. Losing my 90 points will be fired. <laughs> like, at some – look, I am a very adamant, adamant person against participation trophies, right? You, When they're kids, it's cute because it gets them excited and inspired for the game. But you know what? My kid – was on a football team this past year. We scored one touchdown the entire season, right? Because way too many coaches, way too many dramas. Everybody wanted like, okay, so eventually we didn't even score a touchdown until the final game. Like we were terrible. And I had to go to the coach like, listen to me. These kids are in second grade. They haven't scored all season. Can we, can we, can we do something? And it was an epic drive because the kids on the other team, they were like, all right, we're going to run left this play. So the coach moved everybody to the right. And we would gain three yards, and they would tackle us. Like, the referees were in on it. The other coaches were in on it. I was in on it because it was eight-year-olds. And eventually they scored, and it was like the the clouds parted. But you know what I'm not doing? I'm not taking my kid to the banquet to get him a trophy. Why? Because his team sucked. 
You don't okay. deserve a trophy for that season of football. Okay, so I okay, so okay, I coached in high school. You know, I coached in the Shamney a couple of years back. I have a philosophy on these participants. Right? Yeah. The same situation happens with the high school. No. Now, so my philosophy on on life is that whatever you do to children, whatever safeguards you put in place for children, will they will not only hold on to as adults, but they will hold very dearly to themselves, and they won't grow up. Part of growing up is loss. Part of growing up is sometimes getting your ass kicked. Sometimes a a lot of this is really just mental toughness. Because imagine now this one little kid that was on the 94 to 16, he is (laughs) the 94 player. He is now on the Philadelphia Eagles of some sort. (laughs) And now he's not so great. He's not scoring the 94 points. Now he's getting criticized. Is he able to take it now? Because the shoe's on the other foot. Sirianni got all kinds of crap because he's like, yeah, I play rock, paper, scissors with everybody. Okay. I'm cool with that. Competitive. Competitive. And they did a big story. You know, well, Gardner Minshew, when he worked out with Indianapolis, and, you know, they had were playing a game of horse, and Gardner Minshew asked to take his shirt off, and he's still competitive. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts is walking around on a hobbly, hobbly ankle, and everyone's like, oh, he's just not good. He's just not good. Javier's comment here is great. He says, MMA, fi- MMA fighters don't stop hitting the guy. The ref stops him. That's part of life. You need you to go to the lows in order to get back up and be better. That's it. You don't stop until the whistle blows. So if they wanted the game to stop, they should have blew the damn whistle. Throw in the towel. <laughs> we know. We know. We play to win the game. It's Pavlov, right? Participation trophy can... Conditioned you for a reward. Doggy rings the bell. Ding expects a treat. You play Can a sport. You suck. Day. All you got to do is show up. Ding, I get a trophy. Maddie, you are fantasy. You are the, the, you guys are some of the best fans and best commenters that I've ever seen on any stream. And I do multiple streams per day. You guys are some of the best. You have some of the best takes. You definitely some of the smartest uh, people. So shout out to Javier, Matt, Maddie. If I'm missing anybody, Matt, missing anybody, you guys are amazing, man. Straight up. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, what makes us, that's what makes us enjoy this. So, all right. What do you guys got coming up this week on the D-Drippy Network? We got you through your night. We're going to be talking everything uh, cultural ball. So, if you got enough of me, then you'll get to hear some more guys complain about the national championship or rave about the national championship. And we're going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you guys why the Eagles are going to beat the Buccaneers. And it's not going to be close. Hey, uh, tonight we have a brand new edition of Burning Bridges, which is going to include former Eagle Matt Ware. So we're going to be talking to Matt Ware and Jeremy Bridges, two former Eagles, and I will be producing that show. So you might see my face again. Tomorrow we are talking to a Buccaneers writer on the All About the Birds weekly report up. The same guy we talked to back in the day when we played him. And uh, let me at him. We're going to talk some Eagles, Buccaneers playoffs. And then Friday is Birds, Beers, and BS. And Sunday, I do believe as of right now, it's a it's like an 85% chance. But I do believe we will be live from the West End for the playoff game. So stay tuned for that. Sponsors real quick once again. Statement Games. Links in the bio. ATSportsNetwork.com slash shop. Make sure you're buying cool stuff. 
symbol. Make sure you're doing the gambling stuff. Lots of rain luxury watches. Make sure you know what time it is. Funk Brewing, make sure you get drunk with us. And uh, Manscaped.com, make sure you shave your balls with us. Your balls will thank you. Next time you do it, I'm going off. There should be a new commercial in the next day or so. It's Valentine's Day is coming up. So we have to make sure that uh, you do not have a uh, a pub pub problem on big 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 day. Um, <laughs> I read the script. It's uh, it's glorious. So that's gross. With that, that that was gross. Um, so with that being said, I'm Chip. <laughs> and I'm just. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippy flip. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>